Hey, Reach. Pastor Heath here. Uh, thank you again for joining us for a, another time of Reach CC at home. Uh, we're grateful to be together this morning. Our hope was that some of us would have been gathering together at our outdoor service on our property. Uh, but as of the recording of this, the weather kind of took a turn for the worse and looked like it was going to be raining 75% chance um, during the time that we'd be having a service uh, outside. So no shelter, uh, rain and electronics just don't mix. So we <laughs> had to do plan B. So all of us together are with you, our Reach CC at home people. My plan for the outdoor service and for you guys um, is that we would have taken communion. We've been a little bit inconsistent with communion based on uh, COVID and lots of other kind of changes that we're having to go through. And, and my heart was that we would be together, all of us, one service outside. We were going to mainly worship and we were going to do communion. And so this morning I want to do the same thing, even though I, I believe that communion should be something that we do when we gather together. And right now we're unable to, and I feel like we just need this moment. Uh, we need to be reminded. And so what I want to do today is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Um, but we're going to end this portion uh, with communion. So if you don't have supplies for communion, you can pause this, go grab um, some juice, um, grab some bread, and just have it ready at the end because I, I want this to be a moment uh, for what it's meant to be. And so what I want to do for the next few minutes is just explain um, communion. Talk about why we do it, um, what the meaning is, and why it's important, and why in this moment it's critical for us as a church and, and, and children of God to remember and proclaim what Jesus has done for us. So before we get started, I want to pray for us. Dearly Father, Lord, we invite you into all the spaces that this is broadcasting to. We invite you into our homes. We invite you into our gatherings and Lord, we want your Holy Spirit as we talk about communion, we talk about what you've done for us, Lord, for it to engage us. Lord, that we would be reminded of our need and desperation for you and that this would be a moment of renewal and regeneration in us as we again proclaim your goodness and your mercy and your sacrifice for us. Help us see it. Help us experience it for what it is, and let your word communicate that to us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So communion is important. It's one of the things that Jesus, in his ministry, asked his children to do. And one of those, one of the reasons why we continue to do this is that reminder of our forgiveness of sins. Listen to this. In Matthew 26... And actually, the communion, this, this in Matthew 26, 27, and 28, part of um, the Last Supper, part of where um, communion was began, it was actually in three other Gospels, this portion. One of those, Luke, said, when you do this, do it in remembrance. But look at, listen to this in 27. It says, and he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, his disciples, saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my body, 
of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Communion is a reminder that we need to be forgiven. It is a reminder that this, this life, this hope, this future wasn't guaranteed by our works or our efforts. It's guaranteed by His broken body, by His shed blood. Ephesians 1, 7 continues in this same vein of forgiveness. It says, In Him we have redemption through His blood. The forgiveness is of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. I don't know about you, but in, in our world today, even more so, I need to be reminded of how gracious He is to me. How much mercy He has for me and to be reminded. And in, in that remembrance, be renewed in my commitment, be renewed in my joy and peace in Him for what He's done. Colossians 1, verse 13 and 14 says, He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transformed us into the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Church, we needed our sins forgiven. We needed a Savior. I'm fully aware that my life wouldn't have earned me anything but what I deserved. But by Jesus' mercy, by believing and trusting in His sacrifice, by allowing His Holy Spirit to work on me, He brings me redemption. He brings me grace. He brings me life. And that's what we're remembering this morning. That, that's what... We want to communicate as we take these elements that it didn't just become something else that we do in the church. That we're not even sure why we do it, but we do it because we've always done it. This is one of those things that Jesus asked for his disciples to do, to do it in remembrance of him. We are, and not just we specifically, but everybody recorded in the Bible, all God's people from the beginning of His time engaging with them have been a people who forget. Have been a people that on many occasions forget the goodness of God, forget the grace and mercy of God, forget, the, the, forget to trust where He's leading and allow Him to do in us what we cannot. We are a people that in our heart is always longing for Egypt. It's a reference to Moses and the exiles when they laughed. They, they thought they had it better in slavery than the freedom that their God was leading them to. Church, we do the same thing. You may be doing the same thing right now. You may be trusting, or not trusting, you may be longing for that what it used to be, because you're in the middle of something that you don't understand. You're in the middle of the desert. You're in the middle of something that you cannot put an explanation on. But like church, why we're taking communion today is for you to remind yourself that God is good, that God is leading me to life. And what He's calling you to do 
as you take communion today, is continue to trust Him. So we're going to go into a section, Paul, which we've spent a lot of time over the last few weeks talking about. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul spent some time <laughs> correcting the church that had kind of lost their way with communion. They had kind of taken it for granted. They had kind of made it into something that it wasn't. In Paul's teaching here, he's reaffirming what communion is and why they do it. So let's jump in. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 17. It says, But in the following instructions... I do not commend you. He's like, hey, in these next instructions, I don't commend you because you're not doing it right. Because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as the church, I hear that there are divisions among you. Unity inside the body of Christ is not something that we should kind of long for. It should be something that we fight for. Because he's saying one of the things that they're missing as they're coming together to take communion is that there's divisions among them. They're not walking out, living out that forgiveness, that, that life of we've been forgiven, so we're walking in forgiveness. It says, And I believe in part, for there are many factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. I mean, how awkward is that, church? you got people where they should be doing this, this thing that, that reminds them of who they are and in the forgiveness that God has granted them through the sacrifice on the cross. And, and some of them are t- coming together and they're just having a meal and like, I'm just eating while, while their brother beside them is starving, not having anything to drink, and while the other brother is getting drunk. The church had issues. Verse 22, it says, What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? He said, like, communion isn't lunch. Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? So some are coming in there, calling it communion, and they're just eating and gorging themselves while brothers beside them have nothing. He says, what shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. And then he tells them what he received from the Lord about this. In verse 23, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given things, he broke it and said... Can you imagine? Can you imagine this moment back to Matthew 26 when it's actually Jesus speaking those words to his disciples and they weren't even sure what was going on. They, they didn't know the road that he was getting ready to go down even though he had told them over and over again. They missed it. Could you imagine sitting there with Jesus, him knowing full well what he was going to do for them and him demonstrating what he's going to do for them by breaking bread and saying this 
is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Can you imagine? This is how we should imagine it. Could you imagine Jesus, the night he was going to be betrayed, the night he was going to be turned over to be executed? He tells you this is my body. It's going to be broken for you in the next few hours. And he hands them a piece. He hands them a piece of this bread. Say, this is my body. Which was for you. It's for you. The reason why I'm going to suffer what I'm going to suffer is for you. When you when you put this bread in your hand today, I want you to think that this isn't just some religious thing that we do because we should do it. Today, Jesus is going to place this bread in your hand and you need to look at it and understand what it really is. That it's His body broken for you, His choice for you. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said to them, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. The new covenant, the new eternal commitment, the new unbreakable commitment that he has for those who trust and believe in him. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. It is our reminder that he is coming back. Our life matters now. Remember last week, our destination determines our direction. This is a reminder that our destination is in Jesus. What He has for us is in Him. And and today, whatever day it is that you're watching this, hopefully you take communion with us as a body, even though it's through this medium. And you proclaim, you remember that Jesus promised that He was going to be with us, that He would return. He's making a place for us now. And our life here matters. What we do here matters. Our mission here matters. Church, we have to wake up. Communion is a reminder that He is coming. He is returning. Then He says something that might be a little awkward today, but I think it needs to be said. In verse 27 it says, Whoever therefore eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. See, the church that he was talking to in Corinth was doing it in an unworthy manner. They were doing it, you know, like they were just getting together, having lunch. They weren't remembering because some of them... (laughs) even though what Jesus had freed them from, set them in, gave them life and redemption through His blood, would literally sit there and indulge in a full meal 
while seeing their brothers, their family, with them not eating anything. Don't just take communion today. Don't let this be just a pattern, a thing that you do out of routine. One of the reasons why we typically have communion once a month is because I want it to be, I don't want it to become something that's just this routine that we do without thought, without reflection. I want it to be something that stirs us. Look at this next thought, and this is where I want to leave us. It says, for every, sorry, in 28 it says, let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For everyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. There's judgment in it if you just consume these things because if they're not done properly, meaning you aren't doing this because Jesus is your poured out blood. He is your, the blood of the new covenant is in Him and the bread is His body broken for you. If you're just taking these things, there, there's judgment in the sense that if you just, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, Take these, I'm going to throw these in my mouth, I'm going to swallow them, I'm going to think about, you know, really that it's just something we're doing as church. You're missing the point. And you may be missing it altogether. You may have missed Jesus. Jesus came to set people free, to be their Lord and Savior, to call them into fellowship with Him, to bring them into harmony with the Father And he called a people that were willing to follow. This morning, I I want you through communion to renew your commitment. I want you to proclaim Jesus as a family in your house by yourself today here in this moment. I want you to proclaim Jesus and what he's done for you, that he has washed you clean If He's done that for you, take communion today as a reminder. As a reminder that you're clean in Jesus. And examine yourself, church, if there's things that you need to let go of. If there's sin that you're walking in, it's time to confess and repent. It's time to turn from those things. And be reminded that there's power in this moment. There's power in what Jesus wants to do with you today. So if you need to pause this, have a conversation with Jesus. Tell Him what He already knows. Confess these things that are burdening your heart. Lay them out for Him. Receive His forgiveness. And then take communion and be filled with the reminder of what He's done for you. For you. Just like He told His disciples, this is my body which is for you. For His children, for those who are trusting and believing in Him. And you can be one of those. 
by trusting and believing in His finished work on the cross, His sacrifice, His atoning work for you. And I know you may be thinking, you're like, Keith, I'm, I'm just struggling. I don't, I don't know. Like sometimes, some of you right now are feeling like Paul in Romans 6, where he's like, I, the things I, I want to do, I don't do, and the things that I don't want to do, I do, oh, wretched man that I am. But grace, but thank the Lord for Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. Then go into Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, confess, be renewed. There's forgiveness, continual, ongoing for you. So church, if you're ready, if you need to pause this, pause. Spend some time with God. It could be as long as you want. And examine yourself. But when you're ready, get your bread. And be reminded that Christ's body was broken for us, for you. Take it in remembrance of what He's done for you. And then when you've taken that, take your juice and be reminded that this is the blood of the new covenant. Do this in remembrance of me. Tell God how good He is for what He's done for you. And if you're with your family, uh, lead them there. Share the goodness of what God's done in you. Be reminded of what He is planning to do in your family. Church, I hope today has been uh, not just another moment, not just another thing that you've done, but I hope today has been an encouragement. I hope today that you proclaimed what Jesus has done, is doing, and will continue to do in you. Let's pray. Dearly Father, Lord, I just thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for the sacrifice that you've made for us. Lord, I thank you for your shed blood and your broken body that offered us a way to be in harmony with the Father. Thank you for giving us your righteousness in this act. Lord, let our souls be refreshed and renewed. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit would be poured out in us with a boldness to see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us trust you today. Lord, where there's anxiety, I pray that you would fill us with peace and joy. Where there's confusion because you don't know what is next or where you're to go. Lord, I pray that you would give us ability to take a breath and just whisper the words, Lord, we trust you. Lord, open our eyes to see what you want us to see and help us trust you along the way. And Lord, for our brothers and sisters that are watching this that are struggling with their own sin, struggling with whether you even love them or what your what their future with you is, Lord, I pray that you would soften their hearts to see what you have done already for them. 
Lord, I pray that there would be newness of life today through this. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, thank you for joining us again. We look forward to um, either you joining us in person, potentially next week, uh, but most likely looking at the weather already, uh, we'll be back indoors at the Senior Center on November 8th. For those that are feel comfortable, we'd love for you to be there with us. For those uh, that still aren't ready, we'll continue to provide these moments for you. We love you. Until we see you again, be blessed.